Mac Folklore Radio, read by Derek. Sun World, July 1993. AUX and Mach 10. Serious Unix for the Macintosh, by Joel Snyder. Unix on a Mac? Really? People don't think of the Macintosh as a Unix platform. Say Unix, and most people will answer Sun, DEC, SGI, or HP, not Mac. But why not? It's just a computer. If an MS-DOS box can see the light, why not a Macintosh? That's the question we asked ourselves when we looked at two different Unix implementations on the Mac. Apple Computer and Tenon Intersystems took two different approaches in putting Unix on the Macintosh. Both aim to maintain compatibility with existing Mac applications, but Apple's AUX replaces the standard Macintosh operating system and provides a compatibility layer to let native Mac applications work. Tenon's Mach 10 takes the alternative approach, running a whole Unix virtual machine as a single task under macOS. Neither approach is perfect, but both accomplish the same thing, a fully functional Unix on a Macintosh. AUX AUX is a complete replacement for macOS. When you install AUX, it formats the hard disk into a set of Unix partitions and one small Macintosh partition. From there, the Macintosh always boots up in standard macOS. The user double-clicks on an AUX startup icon, and AUX takes over, effectively rebooting the Macintosh into Unix. After about a minute, a login screen appears, and the system has become a Unix workstation. To go back to macOS requires a complete reboot. AUX has three main user interfaces. When logging in, you choose either the familiar Mac Finder, an X11 Window Manager, or a TTY-like console. The Finder interface looks like a Macintosh. Double-click an icon, and you're running the application. Unix is hiding. There's a disk named forward slash on the desktop. Double-click on that, open the bin folder, and double-click on the LS icon, and up pops a window with lots of little buttons and checkboxes, each corresponding to an LS option. When you've finished setting options, you confirm your choices, and AUX brings up a terminal window, called a command shell, and does the LS, leaving you in the window. If you want to just get directly to a terminal window, you can open up a command shell or two from the Apple menu. It's there as a desk accessory. The window that comes up when you click on a Unix command is brought to you by a slick program called Commando. Commando is an instant refresher course in each command's options. Can't remember how to list a CPIO archive? Type CPIO in a command shell and press Command K, and up pops Instant Help, a very helpful addition to Unix for Mac users. An alternative interface is Standard X11, which is fully supported, as is Apple's Mac X product. You can also hook up a terminal or log in through a terminal server. AUX supports up to 16 simultaneous users, with a 32-user version available. AUX is a full System 5 Release 2 Version 2 implementation, POSIX-compliant with Berkeley extensions. This means it has everything you'd expect from a good Unix. Man pages, 
TCP IP with Streams and Berkeley R utilities, NFS client and server, NIS, X and Motif, CC, Fortran 77, SCCS revision control, Born and Corn shells, and even Adobe's transcript for PostScript printer support. Plus, you can run most Macintosh applications, except for those which require direct hardware control. Mach 10 Tenon's Mach 10 takes an entirely different approach, appearing as a regular Mac application with Mac files on a Mac disk. No partitioning or new layout for your hard disk required. To start Mach 10, you double-click on the Mach 10 icon and it launches Unix as an application. At any time, you can move back to the Finder and launch Mac applications too. Mach 10 appears to macOS as a single process, but inside, Tenon provides a real Unix implementation. Version 2.1 of Mach 10 also includes Unix-style virtual memory. In our initial Mach 10 testing, we started up Mach 10 and then immediately started X-Terminals displaying on nearby Sun and Vax workstations. Mach 10's standard user interface is a Unix shell. Based on Carnegie Mellon's Mach microkernel version of Unix and using the Berkeley 4.3 BSD Reno code as a base, Mach 10 lacks some of the features of AUX but does have most of what you'd need to build a respectable system. TCP IP networking, NFS client and server, X and Motif, and the GNU C compiler. Mach 10 omits the standard C and Fortran 77 compilers and other less critical programs. See Table 1. It takes up about 30 megabytes of disk space without the X Windows server. Mach 10's manuals, 20 pounds compared to AUX's back-breaking 60 pounds, follow the traditional Berkeley style. A few short tutorials, some version-specific information, and the standard man pages. Tenon also includes Man 10, a hypercard stack containing all the manual pages, which we found helpful. Although Mach 10 runs as a standard Macintosh application, there is a conflict between the Unix and Mac treatment of the TCPIP protocol stack. You can't have two TCPIP stacks on the same Macintosh. So Mach 10 replaces the Mac TCP driver and then provides a daemon which emulates Mac TCP for other Mac applications. This means that Mach 10 must be started before any other network application. Tenon also hasn't figured out how to shut down Mach 10 without taking the rest of the Macintosh with it. This means that once Mach 10 is started, you can't make it go away without a total Macintosh reboot, somewhat fracturing the image of it as just another Mac application. Comparing apples and oranges AUX and Mach 10 aren't really comparable products. They do much the same thing, run Unix on the Macintosh, but depending on your needs, it will be obvious which one to use. Overall, we found both products to be reasonably solid. We ran AUX and Mach 10 for about two months and didn't have any unexplainable crashes. Every time our Macs locked up, it was because we were trying to use an incompatible Mac application, typically a communications program. Installing and configuring Unix is never a pleasant experience. Because AUX comes on a CD-ROM, it was easy to install. Just stick the CD in the drive, answer a few questions, and go away for an afternoon. 
Mach 10 isn't yet available on CD, so we had to plow through 14 high-density floppies, then log on to let it finish the installation. Another afternoon. Configuration was easier on Mach 10 than AUX. Mach 10 has a simple fill-in-the-blanks application to get everything up and running quickly. AUX does some of that for you during the installation phase, but things like DNS and email service had to be done by hand. Fortunately, the AUX team realized that no one was going to read through 20 manuals to install AUX and distilled the important parts down to two essentials manuals. But does it run? Compatibility with Mac applications was very good in both cases. We tested all the most popular titles from Microsoft, Claris, and Adobe, and everything worked just fine. What won't work are applications that patch the operating system, mostly older Inits and CDEVs. But what about Unix compatibility? We used several standard performance benchmarks, and both systems compiled and executed both C code and some moderately complex shell scripts without a hitch. Support was very good for both AUX and Mach 10, and both Apple and Tenon maintain anonymous FTP sites which include patches and bug fixes. Hardware compatibility is another story. AUX runs on the bare hardware. That means it won't work on a new model of Macintosh unless Apple has added support for that model. The same problem comes up with other peripheral devices. Ethernet cards, CD-ROMs, scanners, and tape drives. As of this writing, AUX runs on most of the older models of the Macintosh 2 family and all Quadras but the new 800. Apple promises that version 3.0.1 of AUX will be available by the time you read this review with support for their newer 68040-based models. Some third-party products also have vendor or customer-written drivers available for AUX. You'll want to check before you buy. Because Mach 10 runs under macOS, it will work on any Macintosh with enough memory and hard disk space, even a PowerBook. Virtual memory, new in Mach 10 2.1, works on the 68020 and 030-based Macintoshes, but not yet on 040s. Tenon plans an update for later this year to remedy this problem. Faster than what? Unix is not known for its compact size, and both Mach 10 and AUX are testaments to that. A single-user AUX system with less than 16 megabytes of RAM would be uncomfortably slow. Mach 10 can live in slightly less. You could be comfortable on an 8-megabyte system. Replacing the Mac OS, AUX is much faster than Mach 10. We ran a series of benchmarks to test processor performance, I.O., and video, and AUX came out about 35% faster on most tests, including processor performance. All tests were compiled without optimization, but one independent variable we chose not to eliminate was the choice of C compiler. AUX has a standard Unix compiler, while Mach 10 includes GNU's. AUX has a dedicated X11R4 server with excellent performance as an X station, about six times the speed of a Sun 350. Really not that fast. The downside of using pure X11 is that you can't easily use Macintosh applications. You'd have to log off and log back into a Finder session to run Macintosh software. AUX also includes Apple's MacX 1.1.7, 
which doesn't perform as well, but does run under the Finder, giving concurrent access to both X and Mac applications. Tenon's X software package includes client, server, and motif licenses. They include White Pine's Exodus X server, which runs as a Macintosh application, and demonstrated very slow X performance. Tenon plans to extend its X offerings to include a high-speed dedicated X server, which should increase performance substantially. The bottom line. Don't buy a UX or Mach 10 expecting to get much off-the-shelf software. Quite a bit of freeware has been ported to both, see listing 1 for a sampling, but none of the popular Unix applications have AUX or Mach 10 versions. But that's not much of a problem. Why buy the Unix version of Lotus 1.2.3 when the Mac version is cheaper and easier to find? We found AUX and Mach 10 to be excellent products, each filling different needs in the market. AUX is a big Unix with more documentation than even IBM's AIX. It feels, and is, complete. Any single-user Unix workstation that has a shell script to add users is clearly thinking big thoughts. Some might even accuse Apple of overkill. Is the market for AUX really large enough to justify the resources of maintaining such a complex product? Regardless, Unix users will enjoy the luxury of AUX, a fully-featured Unix that includes complete Mac compatibility, though it isn't cheap. A complete license plus full documentation is $1,600. We wondered if AUX will make it into 1994 with Apple's PowerPC coming down the pike. It didn't. Apple's comment? We can't talk about that. Mach 10 is a much more modest endeavor. Mach 10 Personal Unix, which lacks virtual memory, lets you enjoy the horrors of manually configuring SendMail for less than $500 on a less expensive Macintosh than AUX requires. Mach 10 is a better product for someone interested in learning about Unix. For students, hobbyists, or someone who just wants to work with Unix on their Macintosh, Mach 10 is an excellent solution. With Mach 10 Professionals editions of Virtual Memory, the GCC C++ compiler, and GDB debugger, you can even put together a reasonably good development system on a PowerBook for a lot less than a Tadpole SparkBook. Tenon Intersystems Mach 10 Personal Unix version 2.1 Unix for every Mac, 500 US dollars. Mach 10 Professional Unix version 2.1 a low-cost workstation class Unix for every Mac, 700 US dollars. Technical documentation, 300 dollars. X Windows package, 350 dollars. Apple Computers AUX requires SE30, Macintosh 2 with 68851 PMMU, 2X, 2SI, 2CX, 2CI, 2FX, Quadra 700-900-950, 8 megabytes of RAM. 80MB hard disk, and CD-ROM for installation. The article doesn't state which product the following applies to, so I suspect it's both. Features, 4.5 out of 5 stars. Interface, performance, and documentation, 4 out of 5 stars. Support, 3 out of 5 stars. Overall, 4 stars. Sidebar, what's missing from Mach 10? Slash user slash games. Corn Shell, Talk, System Source Code, AUX as well, Streams Interface, 
other high-level languages such as Fortran, Ada, COBOL, and Pascal, native X server, source debugger, personal version only. Sidebar, some of the freeware ported to Mach 10 and AUX, sources Jim Jagielski and Anita Holmgren of Tenon. AUX, Austin Kyoto Common Lisp, Berkeley Packet Filter, Gate D, most GNU utilities and applications, mTools, MS-DOS floppy access tools, Pine, Popper, Smail, Talk and TalkD, BSD 4.3 versions, TCSH, X11R5, CNews, Elm, Less, NetHack, NN, NNTP, Perl, RN, SB Prolog, TRN. Mach 10. Perl, Smalltalk, many GNU utilities and applications. POP3, Bash, PSR Off, Patch, TCSH, F2C, all of the MIT X software. And now a short demonstration of AUX 2.0, courtesy of Richard Findlayson, AUX product manager for Apple Computer. As always, thank you to the unofficial Apple VHS archive and the rediscovered future for preserving and uploading this material. With AUX 2.0, you can perform daily Unix tasks in a much easier way. That's the Macintosh way. AUX 2.0 is solid Unix, and this is AUX running on top of the Macintosh platform. And if you've ever used Unix, you'll recognize this. This is a standard listing using the ls command, and it gives me a little bit of information about um, files and subdirectories that are on this particular file system. I'm going to use the command ls minus capital C capital F to get a little more information. You can tell that anything with a slash after it is a subdirectory. Anything with an asterisk is uh, an executable file. And I can't really tell if anything happened, so I'll use the PWD command, which stands for Present Working Directory, to see if I went anywhere, and I did. And you'll notice that I have to use a backslash to escape the space in the Word New folder, because Unix can't deal with spaces. And again, I can't tell if anything really happened. Well, this is Unix, um, but with AUX 2.0, there's a better way of accessing uh, the thousands of files on a Unix system, and that is the Macintosh desktop. And this is the Macintosh desktop on top of an industry standard Unix. New icons have been created for use with AUX 2.0. You'll see Unix text files here. This is a, a Unix utility. Well, I'm going to go into slash demos. You know, notice that I don't need to use CD commands and things like that to navigate the file system. And I can move files and, and manipulate my file system again in a familiar click and, and drag way. And I'll just take a file and drop it into a new folder. So you can see there's a very powerful way to access the thousands of files that are on a Unix file system. On any Unix system, you're also going to want to use printers and file servers. Well, in this case, uh, we'll take a look at a file called Etsy PrintCap. And this is a file that establishes defaults for printers on the network. And if you want to change your default printer, you've got to go in and, and tweak this file. And it can be very difficult, and it's very cryptic. Um, networks uh, are pretty much the same case. Take a look at a file called Etsy Host. And this shows some of the IP addresses for different servers that are out there. And this is the uh, you show me your IP address, I'll show you mine game. And it can be tough to play. Again, with AUX 2.0, there's a better way of doing it, and that is uh, the chooser. And if you're familiar with the chooser, you know that this is a powerful way to access network resources. By selecting uh, the Apple Share icon, I could select a file server uh, as the list appears where my cursor is. I can select printers in the same way. Click on the laser writer icon, and I can then select uh, different laser writers that might be out there on the network. Well, this is where the AUX story becomes truly interesting, and that's in the ability to run multiple types of applications on the AUX desktop. I'm going to bring up uh, an application called Swivel3D and a document called Plug. 
This is a 3D rendered image of a standard three-prong wall plug. And you can see that the performance of the Macintosh is passed through to AOX as well. And I can manipulate this uh, 3D image and you can see the responsiveness of uh, AOX 2.0. Well, on the currently shipping AOX product, you can only run one Macintosh application at a time. But with AOX 2.0, you can run basically as many as you can keep track of. This is a chart that I created in Excel. It's a simple chart, and we'll put that on the desktop. With AOX 2.0, you can run the many Macintosh productivity applications that are out there and that have made the Macintosh famous. So in this case, you see the application Swivel 3D and the application Microsoft Excel on the desktop. Uh, this is a powerful uh, feature for AOX customers. And I'll bring up some Unix shell windows. And these are called command shell windows. These are just uh, basic Unix sessions, and in them I can run uh, standard Unix utilities that I might happen to know how to use. In this case, uh, PS, that's a process status, gives you some information about processes that are running on this AUX system. I can also run standard shell scripts. This is a little gratuitous advertising, but you can see here that I now have access to all the applications, all the character-based applications that have been written for Unix. Well, let me pull back the other environments, the other applications. I'll bring back Swivel 3D, Microsoft Excel, Mac X. And what you end up with is a cluttered desktop, but you also end up with access to the Unix file system, access to multiple Macintosh applications, access to X Windows systems applications, and access to all the character-based Unix applications uh, that are out there. This is a powerful combination, and no other vendor can provide this type of integration on the desktop, and no other vendor can provide Macintosh applications either. I can just double click on the ls command. I'm presented with a dialog that allows me to select options for ls without having to know what these options mean. As an example, if I want to mark directories, that's a minus P. And you can see on the command line that ls minus P was built for me. As I select other options, those options will be added to the command line as well. You'll also notice that as I select options, that in the help window, uh, a little information on each option is provided for me. So I can select the options that make uh, the most sense for the, for the task at hand, and then execute that command. And in a show window, the output is presented. So now, general users or casual users of AUX have access to the powerful Unix utilities that are there, but they don't have to remember the long list of options that are available. Well, AUX 2.0 truly extends the Macintosh experience to Unix. It does it in three basic ways. The first is uh, the ability to have the Macintosh desktop on an industry standard Unix. Secondly, the ability to mix and match different types of applications on the Unix desktop. And thirdly, the ability to apply Macintosh skills to daily Unix tasks. AUX 2.0 is a very unique product, and it truly extends the Macintosh experience to Unix. A news article states Richard was transferred to Apple Japan less than a year after this demo, and at the same time, the marketing manager for AUX was laid off. If I could editorialize for a moment, Finlayson's transfer coincided with the departure of Jean-Louis Gasset, so you could frame it as part of Apple's effort to focus on growing its market share with simple, low-cost Macintoshes rather than big, expensive workstation-class machines and software. You could frame it that way. It doesn't mean you should. Richard spent quite a while representing Apple and Claris in Japan and spent 1998 through 2004 at Sun Microsystems focused on their x86 product line. 2002 was the year Sun deprecated Solaris x86 before bringing it back the next year. So who could blame him for leaving? My personal Mach 10 story from 1996. I was 13 years old and, like any good Mac user, was quite intimidated by Unix, but also curious about why people kept saying it was so powerful. I had attempted to install 68K Linux the previous year, 
so the idea of prepackaged, double-clickable Unix was certainly appealing. I managed to get my hands on a copy of Mach 10, which is a story for another day, only to discover it required an FPU, something our Macintosh LC630 didn't have. However, I knew about software FPU, so I switched on our 33.6 modem and went straight to the local Infomac FTP mirror, ftp.ucs.ubc.ca slash pub slash mac slash info mac, to retrieve a copy. I installed it, rebooted, and rubbed my hands with anticipation. I double-clicked Mach 10. Crash. I tried a different SCSI disk, disabling some extensions, disabling all extensions. Nothing worked. I was crushed. I never got to experience more than those first two seconds of the Mach 10 boot process. Only in 2021 did I learn that my LC630 was one of the blessed units with a faulty 68LCO40. Not only did it lack a floating point unit, you couldn't even use a software FPU emulator because the necessary instructions would cause a crash. I did go on to work with Unix for a living, but that is yet another story. Thanks for tuning in. You can find more stories or join the Very Quiet Discord server for this podcast at www.macfolkloreradio.com.